0: This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. 604 in the Southland. I did that BAM, the BAM we did just now. George, I did it all throat, no diaphragm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I got to get a cough drop. Yeah, yeah. I hurt my throat.
1: Really? You're gonna, you blew your voice out there, huh? I didn't
0: blow my voice out. It just hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I went all throat, no diaphragm. Mm-hmm. When we'll you go, work on the fram, you got to go diaphragm. So you got to oh, prepare. Yeah. Then you got to go bam.
2: You got to go fram. It's yeah. like when I do the the when I see I'm getting ready for a touchdown call. You got to go diaphragm. That way mm-hmm. your voice doesn't crack. Correct.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Cappy.
2: You got to bring it from way down in
1: here, so you don't crack
0: on the touchdown. You got to
1: bring it in from down here, and it's got—you just can't be all touchdown, Louisville. Right. See the way George put his left hand on his—that belly? was the right hand,
2: actually. Oh, left hand on the belly. Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah. left hand on the belly. That's like—it's almost like pushing the diaphragm.
0: Yeah. Touchdown, Louisville.
2: Louisville.
0: Louisville. It is time for What You Need to Know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino, Resort, and Spa. Good times. That's the 90 minutes from wherever you are. (laughs) Only six hours until East Coast time when her birthday happens. Yes. Take it away, birthday girl. Produce L.A.D.
3: Thanks, Christopher. My dad already uh, beat everybody to the first birthday text. Yeah, but it's not so. official yet. I know, I know. But he texted me because you know he's a couple hours behind and he's on the east coast, and he wanted to make the barf face emoji at the ranch and ketchup comment. And,
2: and he probably wants to go to sleep soon.
3: Yeah, probably. Yeah. He's
1: not going to come out tomorrow to Yamavat
3: to the 909 and celebrate your birthday with us. I'm sure he'd love to, but Chicago is quite a trip, and he's going to be here in December. Oh, that's right. We got the the Browns and the Rams. Yep, that's right. I Love Chicago. Chicago's cool. He was in Chicago?
1: Yeah. Oh. yeah. So, everybody here, I know Laura, you got to run the show. Funchy Oh, Laura's are you coming. Bad? I'm going. Laura, I am. Oh, I'm running coming. the show. This is recently developed. Yes. Okay, because I've been reading these promos. It's me and George and Chris and Lindsay and DeMarco. And now oh. producer Lindsay is coming? Or I mean, producer Laura <laughs> I mean, is coming. I mean, Lindsay
4: was always there. Yeah. oh,
1: you were planning on coming to your own birthday? That was nice. <laughs> yeah, of that'd be you.
4: cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to it's, Funchy for uh, thinking about hey,
0: that. I'm saying it. No, Funch, that is very sweet. There's a wrinkle now for me, though. Tell me, Wait. owner Sam Pine scheduled a six a.m. call on Friday. Ooh. Ooh. Why? I don't know.
3: Well, you could still get on the phone. And That's true. Yeah, but
0: this a fa- I know that with him, I got to be probably prepared for something. So, so what does Uh-oh. that mean? Does that like mean like not, not a bad saying- thing? Well, God. just God. I got to be. Wait, so,
3: wake up early for breakfast. So, Cappy,
0: you might have to bring me back tomorrow. So you're not, not
3: going to stay at Yamaha.
0: probably not.
4: I can bring you back early because uh, yeah, but Cappy's know. going by me. Hmm. Just saying.
2: Yeah, Cappy's doing the drive by on right. the way to South South LA. That's then right. we could
0: do a late night IG uh thing. Oh, uh, that would be nice. I mean, road pie. I just yeah. want to <laughs> say I was
3: really looking Gotta forward to Road pie, George. I was really looking forward to like the um the Club Serrano buffet breakfast. I understand. I wasn't
0: looking forward to a six AM call, but these things happen.
3: That's crazy. A six AM call like that you have to be in person for? Well, well not in, in person, a, he's, he's on the e- east He's on the oh. East Coast.
0: Oh. Yeah. Right. Oh,
1: okay. So it's a nine A.m. call for Sam. Right. Yeah. That's so what happens. Oh, That's what you need right, to know, so, right. Oh, that is what you need <laughs> to know. <apparently. laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead, Linda. Uh, so, okay.
3: so what no. you need to know, no. um, if you are eyeing autumn travel... Cappy, uh, this includes you. Oh, yeah. You might want to check out JetBlue right now. They're mm-hmm. having a two-day sale today and tomorrow with fares starting as low as $34 for okay. travel starting October 10th through December 13th. I don't know. I, I mean, I know that they don't fly direct to Pittsburgh, Cappy, mm-hmm. so that one's out. But okay. the sale is valid for the lowest available fare, and there are some blackout dates around Thanksgiving holiday, but some examples of the $35 fare to and from L.A. include flights to Vegas and Seattle. So check oh, really? that out. Yeah. Yeah, they're I like,
1: get those um, those emails like every morning, JetBlue, Southwest, you know, with, hey, wow, look at these fares. And then I find them and they're like, it's never where I want to go. It's right. never from I'm where I want to go. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, LA to Vegas for 35 bucks.
3: Yeah, usually you can, I mean, I usually get it around like, you know, $60 or less, but JetBlue's a nice airline to be flying to Vegas for $35 yeah, you bucks get the TV for, for nice. the hour, yeah. you know. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: JetBlue
1: is great.
3: Yeah, that's a great airline. I love airline. JetBlue.
2: Long I, flew Beach, JetBlue back. I flew JetBlue back. I flew JetBlue back from uh, Miami uh, the other day. Do you have on status Monday. on JetBlue? I do. I'm Mosaic. Oh,
3: okay. That's well, what you they know, call that's their it. thing. You wow. have status on uh, do you, the airline. Which airline right? do you not have status on of the United? Major
2: ones. I mean, United have like the lowest status. I do too. That's the low it's one. It's silver yeah. or whatever. But I have uh, diamond on Delta, uh, platinum on American, and Mosaic on JetBlue.
1: I've got a United mm. flight coming up pretty soon myself, and I looked at my points, and I was like, you know what? I don't really have much going on here with United. Yeah. And then I, and then my daughter, who made me book this flight for her, now she's bailed on me. So now, what do you do when when you have a ticket when you've bought a flight? And now the person's not going to use the flight. How do you? What do? you, Do I well, call Spirit the Spirit airline? Airlines? You're kind well, of you, ca- you
2: call the <laughs> it airline. Depends, yeah. it's it depends. It if, if, if the, if the ticket's in her name, right? Yeah. Can I credit well, it? You no. can't. You can't do it. She can fly. She'll have a credit for a year. But on yeah. Spirit, no,
3: no Spirit. They only allow the credits when you cancel flights. I think they only let you use them for like sixty or ninety days. It's something crazy like that. Yeah. yeah well, this is United. You'll so have. This is all
1: right. She'll
2: have it for a year. Yeah.
1: That just sucks. Like when you have a child who's a minor and you buy her a plane
2: ticket. I mean, you can ask go. because she's a minor. Yeah, I don't why know. Why can't
1: I get United to give? You know me what? The if credit. she's a minor,
2: you may get. You could. You could maybe because she's a minor. No, I, I there's I a possibility. If you why make up I a crazy
3: story, it? Cappy, they Probably. might do it. But yeah. why don't you just save it for the next time she asks you to book a flight? By the way, when I had. was
2: when I was on the la- last year, I was on United for something, and one of the flight attendants was a nice lady, and she listens to the station. She was a big fan of the station. Um, she. We chatted about the the station for a while, actually. Mm-hmm. So, so what do I do though? Do I call the airline and go, "Hey, yes. call United, my daughter's
1: not going on this trip. Can I get a credit?" Is that what yeah. you do? Yeah,
2: and they'll. But you're not going to get it. Like, no, but you don't do it. You don't do it like the day of the flight, like where you. No, you know, no, happens. no. Oh. no do it early. Do it early. early. Right, and no. they
3: say it's non-transferable. However, some there are do. some mm-hmm. certain circumstances where if you get a really nice person, and mm-hmm. if you get a jerk, just like be like, okay, whatever. Like, then hey, try again. She's, Call
2: back. She's a minor. Um, she can't go. What is it? She can't go. Why is it she
3: can't well, go? Well,
1: I'll tell you guys what happened. So um, she had COVID. So it's no. It's like parents' weekend at Boise State. And my daughter Julia was going to go with me to go visit my daughter Jillian, mm-hmm. but my daughter Julia, who kind of pushed me, "Hey, come on, Dad, we got to go, we got to go." Then she forgets. Oh, it's homecoming.
4: Uh... Okay, so now, and
1: by the way, now, and she's on the homecoming court. Uh... Oh, okay. Hey, we should all go and like cheer for her. Yeah, and so It'd then, be fun. and then Saturday, and this is the other thing, man. Saturday morning, so now I my flight's at like nine a.m. out of LAX. Dude, I keep thinking that flying out of LAX is better because I can get places direct, but I keep forgetting the drive to LAX. The parking at LAX. I mean, listen, like if you're the, me,
2: I love LAX. FlyLAX.com.
1: I know, but like the $15 gas prices that it takes me to get. I mean, dude, yeah. why is gas so expensive? Come on.
3: We don't Seriously. Know. By so. the way, Cappy, by the end of the year, you could be a gold status on the Spirit Airlines. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they, they've they got their, uh, their member system. I looked it up. It's... Uh, yeah, gold member or silver member. So well, it's I got free Spirit
1: gold status. Hey, I got Pittsburgh in November for the last game. I got Pittsburgh in December for the graduation. I got back and forth. I'm schlepping a lot. Yeah, well, me and Spirit Airlines.
3: And then, then, then you'll might get like I don't know, ten percent off a glass of water.
1: Chris, can I uh, can I get somebody in the sales department in the? Can I get a marketing consultant to get me a deal with with Spirit Airlines? Come on, they for don't. What? Do,
3: they don't do marketing. They don't. They don't even spend money on their own, you know, like to let you print a boarding pass. You got to pay for that.
1: Can we get like a uh, like a marquee jet or one of those kinds of like private jet companies to do a deal with us, please? No. Why
3: not? Not
0: for you. Why not? Maybe for Evan Cohen, who's a national radio star.
1: Yeah. But not for me, like a little local schlepper, like a little- Maybe know, me, because I'm doing games. Well, yeah, and he's oh, na- I mean, course, he's naturally Naturally. Yeah. Naturally,
0: yeah. 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 Speaking to Evan Cohen, credit mm-hmm. to him. Now, if you wonder why we do this Babe Waffenberg bit last week when Shinano was in Dallas at 105.3 the fan doing the show, right? Mm-hmm. The great Babe Waffenberger needed to break into the. Well, I know, I threw that at a Burger. He <laughs> had to break into the studio so mm-hmm. that he could record a commercial. Yeah, and then Sinano went to break early. I got annoyed, and then Cappy and I just started doing. Hey, it's Babe Waffenberg from yeah. 105 the
1: fan. Hey, it's Babe Woffenberger. Hey, if you want to go to Frisco Chevrolet <laughs> and get one of those new. Uh, one of those new Tahoes. So I don't, the, what's, a, what's the, a good Chevy truck?
0: A Tahoe, suburban. I, I don't well, know, suburban's so. not a. Uh, yeah,
1: suburban. Silverado, That's good. Suburban's an that
0: SUV. Oh, Silverado, Silverado. Yeah,
4: yeah. heavy duty, lifted. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right, dually.
0: Yeah, you got. You like that, did you? Yeah. You like those those guys that drive <laughs> she the likes, Silverados? She, does. Right? she
1: likes the lifted, dualies.
4: Anyways, you're you're going on. So with the, the
0: great way. Evan Cohen knows about the Babe Wolfenberg bit, mm-hmm. and he was able to work it into. On like our new ESPN radio morning show this morning. And it starts with Brian Schotthivers talking at the press conference about the whole Will Wheel, Wheel Greer situation. You heard about that, right, Cappy? Nope. That everybody's upset that Will Greer went to the Patriots and he's probably going to give them all the playbook for other teams. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, gotcha. So play the sound. They were. And sometimes, babe, as you
1: know, you can use it to your advantage because they think that they know what's coming and they hear something, they think, oh, hey, it's this, and we're smart enough to adjust those things. So, again, everybody does it. You get a player that's been somewhere, you bring him in, you talk to them about different things, uh, and then you're very selective about how much you put into it. And so, uh, again, excited to see Will. It would be great to see him, but uh, I'm sure he's definitely being interrogated and uh, uh, probably uh, spending a lot of A lot of late nights with their defensive coaching staff.
2: Yeah, I'm going to guess he's talking to Babe Loffenberg, by the way, the (laughs) former quarterback who's in the media in (laughs) Dallas there.
0: (laughs) Good job, Evan. Here Evan, Canty, and Michelle tomorrow morning, 6 to 10 a.m. right here on 710 ESPN. Working in Babe Loffenberg.
1: You know, one thing about football is how coaches take care of guys who've been taken care of. So Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy's first job, in the NFL, was working for Marty Schottenheimer when he was the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. All these years later, Brian Schottenheimer looking for work, Mike McCarthy there to kind of pick him up and give him a job as right. the offensive coordinator. So there's some insight there for you, Chris. I don't know if you were following the Will Greer story, babe, but you know what I'm saying.
0: Well, I was. I, I was a little surprised that you didn't know the Will Greer story.
1: Yeah, it's not something that's really that, that on my radar, you know?
2: Nice. All right, well, Cappy, Yeah. coming up next... We're gonna talk some football, speaking of baby. Football. Football. Some football. We got football stuff to get to, including a conversation about your favorite team. The team you are the president of the hater club for. Mm-hmm. All right. The Chargers. Apparently people are talking about that fourth and one call and Maybe it was the right decision, despite not getting the result they wanted. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on some of that particular chatter. Okay. And Devontae Adams, this I want to talk taking about. shots, yeah. at the Raider organization. All that mm-hmm. coming up next.
0: Six seventeen in the Southland on a Wednesday afternoon. Shit out of cap, driving you home around this time each weekday. You know what we do? The producer Laura rejoined of the day. Hit it, girl. Uchi Wally Wally. Come on now. I know-
4: Chris, I'm like, I hope I can play this song. It is a clean version, but.
3: You really want me? Cap, have Touch you heard my this, body? this song?
2: No, he's never heard this song.
3: Wait, wait. I need to hear the censored version of what they say.
2: Oh, this is an old school song. This is like 90s for sure. You know what people in my
1: generation call a song like this? Uh-huh. It's a banger. That's right. <laughs>
4: I was listening to uh, to SiriusXM, and this song came up, and I was like, man, this is such a dope song, and it still slaps, like, really good. I was, this like, welling slaps? out.
1: Does it slap different? <laughs> <laughs> Depending on who you're with, yeah, I can. Let me hear know. this song. Let me hear this song. I mean, you
3: gotta look this? up the Uncensored one, Cappy, yeah, you gotta get off yeah, the air. It's, it's very, uh... Just look up Uchiwali. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but
4: anyways, uh, I don't even know where I was going with yeah, this. Yeah, why but... are you playing it?
2: Yeah, yeah, Damn, the, 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 the non... Because she heard it. The non, I did, yeah, because I heard it. The non... Um, Radio edit version literally starts with mother bleeper in the first sentence.
4: That's how I knew it was censored because I was like, ah, it's not in. Yeah, it's it's like, oh, yeah,
2: mother bleeper, that's the bleep. You know what I mean? Like, that's the first line.
4: Yeah. Yeah. But it's such a good song, and I'm like, I know everybody in the studio wouldn't know the song and said, "I don't remember me, Right? You really, really, Cap's really, like, yeah, this is a new joint for me. Really,
2: really, really, He's brand new music right here. Yeah. They just dropped this joint. <laughs> really, 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 it's,
1: it's a new joint really, that just really, got dropped. Really? Huh? Cappy,
4: I feel like I'm gonna do a playlist for you tomorrow since now yeah. I can, I'm going to Yamava Yeah, and then yeah. you can just you know get uh, in tune with some new joints because okay. I feel like they're not Love gonna some be new
2: joints. It's a dirty ass song it now is. that I think about yeah, like it's... some of the lyrics.
4: That's what I'm saying. I was like, oh, I, I hope mean, this song is nasty.
2: It is nasty. It's not like just nasty. It's nasty. <laughs> it's a nasty song.
4: But we all know it, so you know.
2: Well, it's like that. I mean, not obviously, all. I'm not comparing Nas to you know, um, what's the guy who made this song back in the day? Um,
1: Which song? Which song back in the day? Uh, Which one? Tell me.
2: Oh, that kiddling? LeBron made fun of uh, Soldier Boy or whatever. Oh, oh, I mean, oh. Soldier Boy. That song is nasty yeah. too. Yeah,
3: Soldier yeah, Boy, you know, Superman. Hey, hey, that you got yes. a Superman them. Um, yeah, yeah, that's nasty. That was a, that's nothing, though. Dude, Those are that nothing. is Yeah, but that's nasty what he's talking I about. I mean,
4: it is, but you know, it's funny because we were Super talking, Man-ing? my sister and I were talking yeah. about this, how my nieces and nephews are all, you know, 18, the oldest one's like 23, and he loved that song. He would sing it as a child. And my sister's like, no, 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 don't sing that song. Yeah. He goes, Mom, what does that mean? He's just talking about Superman and all that. You know like, how oh. many songs.
2: Well, look, it's like Little John and East Side Boys. That's a oh. nasty song, oh, yeah. East Side, yeah. boys. Oh, oh, yeah. dude, East Side boys. boys. Oh, dude, East Side yeah. Boys. That song is nasty. To the window, oh. to the wall, oh, yeah. to the, to wall. Wall. Yeah. To the to sweat, down right my, my. Uh, uh, To all. Uh. Uh. Yeah. And that, I mean, literally, I mean, that part doesn't get edited out in radio, but Skeet, Skeet, Skeet is not the
3: nicest thing either.
2: What about that song, Wop? Right?
3: yeah
1: Isn't that kind of dirty? Okay. Yes, it is. It is dirty, but it is. I feel I mean, like it's, it's not like... What it means, yeah, it's yeah. really okay, dirty. Okay, like yeah. Funch and Laura, you right. probably
3: yeah. remember... Like, there's a 3-6 Mafia song... That is uh, famous. I was, and that is I was gonna like, start singing it, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. Bleep, bleep, Cappy
1: bleep, wants bleep, to know bleep, all these bleep, dirty songs bleep, bleep, now. Bleep. That's no, what I'm, man, Cappy, but, I'm gonna
3: make you a playlist. But I got my, but, but I got
1: my daughters that sing these songs, and I'm like, wait, what Dude, are you singing? I, I used That's to drive around in
3: my little Pontiac Sunfire in high school and sing these songs, and people were probably like, what the hell is wrong with these little girls? Oh, a Pontiac Sunfire, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Hey so, hey
2: at Coconut, Michael uh, tweets us in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. It says you both, Scott Kaplan at Sedano, should negotiate a deal with JSX. Fly JSX since you fly a lot. Um, I'm sure CMM Spectrum can work as magic. I do fly JSX to like um, to Vegas uh, when I go. I've never flown JSX. I'll tell you the the. the I airline... was on a JSX flight. Remember a couple years ago, I told you I was a flight with Jeannie Bus. I do recall that. It was that. Yeah, I I've flown another airline. Not that we heard... planned that, by the way. Just happened oh. to be sitting next to each other. Oh, did you guys enjoy each other's company? She was very pleasant. We chatted oh. for a while. I told her I didn't want to talk basketball. As a
0: matter of fact. Oh, that was nice. Meanwhile, Kathy's line went down. Did it? Did it? Yeah. The Comrex flip. up. I think the Russians are attacking them. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we're, we're back here. Uh, listen, uh, talking you, yeah, about you guys the are doing your own song. show yeah, back sorry, there. Sorry, sorry. No,
0: shocking. That doesn't happen every day back there.
3: Well, we're, I mean, we got into a conversation about- We should do like, a the...
0: side show about uh, producer Lindsay's radio show that goes on during this radio <laughs> the show. Very, every day.
3: No, no. Every day. You know what song we were talking
4: about before we get Cappy back on here? Uchiwali. No, My oh. Neck, My Back.
0: Oh, that more one. nasty
3: songs. More that is, nasty Yeah, songs. That is really the, nasty songs. That's probably the nastiest of Money. them. No, no. There's Money, two other yeah, ones that are. The, yeah, too, you know, They were we around are, the same man. time that yeah. were like, they were bangers, yeah. but they're not good.
0: Yeah. Is Kathy back or is the Russian still taking down his comrades? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Um, so, anyway.
2: So, what do you got, Devontae Adams. I mentioned that before we're going to break. Um, because we got to break again in like four minutes. But Devontae Adams apparently has now multiple times made some comments about the Raiders there, Christopher. Yes. And he's not really thrilled about the culture. Well, yeah, that's what happens when you go from a team that had Aaron Rodgers and you for like a bazillion years, and now you go to some team like the Raiders who haven't been good in 20 years, basically. Um, so he's upset about the quote-unquote culture of the team. Here's what Devontae said. I don't act like it's all crazy. It's, you know, it's week three, but I don't got time to wait around.
4: And it's not a personal thing. I mean, it is a personal thing, but it ain't just about me. But, I mean, it's not my mentality to sit here and try to take all season to figure it out. You use these early games like this to establish our identity, and we, uh, we're not doing things the right way to, to establish a winning culture um, early in the season. So we got to do something to, to turn that around. Doing something about it so that when we go out there the next time, it looks different. It's not supposed to just be a week of just talking about We got to go out there and do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, the, that's the theme of this year is doing it, not just talking about it and figuring out what we need to do. We did all that last year. This year we got to be about it.
2: They should just trade this dude at this point, man. Like, what, what are we doing here? Like, just this t- – I know that it's early and Raider fans like, oh, we can still win games. No, no, this team is not going anywhere. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, may play this weekend. He's in concussion protocol. He has been a stopgap guy, I- I've called it. Like, they just tank for Caleb, man. This team is going nowhere fast. You need a legit – Star at that position. And then maybe you could keep Devontae Adams, but I don't think he'll want to stick around for that kind of rebuild. Cappy's back, apparently.
1: Nah, why do I want to talk about Devontae Adams?
2: Okay, then let's just go to break. We'll be back with Big Deal or No Deal next.
0: 627 in the South on a Wednesday with Shidano and Cap. It is time for Big Deal or No Deal. Take it away, producer Lindsay. Thanks, Christopher.
3: All right, guys, so I know that we talked about the big boxing match coming up this weekend, but there's also another s- semi-pro, I don't know what you want to call it, boxing match coming up that's kind of a big deal, and that is Francis Ngannou and Tyson Fury. Uh, earlier this year, Francis parted ways with the UFC after failing to negotiate a new contract. At the time, Ngannou said that he had turned down over $5 million to fight John Jones, but he wanted a more flexible contract. Well, the now former UFC champ went on to sign with the PFL, which is allowing him to box Tyson Fury before his debut with them. And during a recent media session, Nganou said that he is going to make way more money in PF- his PFL debut than he made during his entire UFC career, which is just nuts. Is this a big deal or no deal, George?
2: Um. Sorry, Mike's not a So,
0: I mean, that's small market. It so was, for right? sure. Come on, George. That's it West was. Palm. Do better,
2: dude. I never worked in West Palm, though. Right. Our morning guy did. come on i'm gonna pull you off the air now now
1: now he's our morning guy he didn't have a name
2: just saying pot him down um anyway um (laughs) listen the ufc guys have migrated right to these scenarios for as much as i've been critical of um What's the brothers, the YouTube guys? uh, What are their names? Jake Paul and Logan Paul. Paul. While I don't love watching those fights, I specifically went up to uh, Jake Paul at a Laker game last year and said, I said to him, yo, I appreciate what you're doing for those fighters. Because they've never made that kind of money before. Because there is, I want to call it a cap, but there is, in essence, like a uh, kind of a soft cap on what they can make when they were fighting in the UFC. So the fact that these guys have gone outside of the UFC to fight, um, I think is great for them. And honestly, it's still good for Dana White in the UFC because people are talking about their guys and they're most associated with being part of the UFC. So even though it's not them making the money necessarily, they're at least getting some of the, I guess, fanfare when discussing it.
1: So you're telling me that the what's the, the guy's name Ganya is going to get is going to get paid more in the PFL
3: more than this one fight his first fight.
2: Yeah, because they're they're going to their their whole thing is we don't have a star. We want to try to create this rival league to the UFC. So we're going to go out of our way to spend money to bring in Francis Ngannou who was their heavyweight champion. It's kind of like the old wrestling wars between WWE and WCW when they started to kind of grab the guys from WWE because Vince McMahon was not willing to pay those older guys what they thought they were worth and they were bringing them over and one guy I'll never forget brought like one of those WWE titles over like because he showed up from one day to the next from Raw to Nitro so it's that concept too it's The same thing, whether we've seen it with the Paul Brothers or we've seen it now with PFL, guys are trying to steal guys from UFC.
1: Yeah, but I just would say this. You know, back in those days, WWE, that was Vince McMahon. WCW, that was Ted Turner, right? Right. So, I mean, that was big money. And Eric Eric
2: Bischoff was running his his wrestling for him, but yes. Right.
1: But you get what I'm saying? It's like big money versus big money. Do you have any idea, because I don't, who's behind the PFL? Because getting one guy is not enough.
0: You what I'm um, It's the same people behind the PSL.
2: No, it's not. Oh. Um, somebody big just bought the league. I forgot who it was. Um, Be- because wasn't there, what was the other mixed martial
1: arts Oh, league? no, it's still there, Bellator. Bellator, right. Mm-hmm. So Bellator for years was trying, and there were guys that left the UFC and said, hey, I can't make the kind of money at the UFC, so I'm going to go over to Bellator, and that never really
2: blew up, did it? Um. It has a, a, a pretty decent audience on Showtime. Like, people watch it. Yeah, but it's not the UFC. No, I'm
1: it's saying. not as big as that, but... Here's here's the thing about this whole conversation about, you know, like, these fighters. You know, we all complain about boxing. You know what the big problem in boxing is? There's not a governing body. There's not a league, per se. And yet, in mixed martial arts, there are leagues. And the UFC is the biggest of them all and the oh, strongest of them here all. here it is.
2: The Saudis bought into PFL. Aye, okay,
1: oh, well that's then, you're right. Okay, okay,
3: so Francis Ngannou was on Joe Rogan's podcast last week, mm-hmm. and at first I thought like Francis was just kind of being like a jerk about all this, but then hearing him first, first of all, he's an extremely intelligent, well-spoken person who's like totally like spot on with his reasoning because he was like, you know what, like I all I wanted from UFC was to pay me what. Fairly based on what I brought in, and also he wanted to be able to have endorsement deals, and UFC said no, you can't have any outside endorsement deals. You can only have endorsement deals through who we like our approved like partners. Yeah, which I mean, is the, that's
1: kind of stupid. No, but they're but they're in control, right? Co- complete Th- that, control, right? But if but if the Saudis are backing a competitive league, yep. look out, sucker, yep. yep. because now all of a sudden there's big money. Yep. Wow. And if that happens, if that, that
3: happens, then then Dana White's gonna. He's going to end up having to, like, he's going to, there's going to come to a point where he's going to have to choose, all right, am I going to pay these guys? It's going to be like an AEW, WWE situation, you know? Hmm. Correct. Okay. That was a little, very, very inside uh, fighting and in WWE and all that No, but it was, it's the real
2: deal. And and with this, the Saudi sovereign fund is trying to do, to mix martial arts and combat sports, what they did to golf. You know, they're they're trying to be a disruptor, I guess, for lack of a better phrase.
1: Well, I mean, listen, look what they did with Liv. Obviously, we all get it, right? I mean, they went and took a bunch of big-name guys. They gave them big money. And by the way, a lot of the things that these fighters are complaining about with UFC, that's what a lot of these PGA players were fighting
2: about. Yes, correct.
3: Well, and plus with UFC, you have, like, the USADA, where they have to do the drug testing. Yes. You don't end up in the PFL. And Francis Ngannou said that even though he's fighting all the way over in Saudi Arabia— his family is going to be able to see him fight for the first time because his fam- his family all lives in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to fly. He said that was part of his contract. He said they couldn't have been more nice about it. They're taking care of literally everything. They're booking the flights, the hotels, everything. He doesn't have to worry about any of it, which is amazing. And he said to me that was more important than the money, which that's, that's awesome. Good for them. All right, what's next? All right, the college football playoff management committee shelved any talks of format changes to the expanded 12 team field that will begin next season. They're opting instead to continue to wait and see what the future of the gutted Pac 12 will look like. CFP executive director Bill Hancock said today. He said, quote, one thing that happened that I never would have dreamed would have ever happened happened. It's totally weird and everybody knows it. He also said that just because there's never been a two team conference, it doesn't mean there can't be. He wouldn't spend on whether the CFP would still recognize the winner of a two-team league, but is this a big deal or no deal, George? Um,
0: it is. Uh, because what happened to the bed? We lost the bed war. Yeah, it fell off
2: the bed. It is, and it's funny because clearly, <laughs> as you funny. guys know, I was just with the CFP committee not too long ago.
3: Yeah, so you're the perfect so person to ask this, about this. This
2: conversation came up actually when our, we were there. And they kind of gave us the heads up that this was going to be their position. They're going to kind of wait and see what happens with the Pac-12 before making a decision uh, because it's only a two-team conference at the moment going into next season, right? The 2024 season. But the structure in place in theory is the sixth highest ranked conference champions. If, the, if they're in there, you know, they, they got to be ranked in the CFP poll. The six champions... If there are six champions, those will have automatic bids. They'll be automatic qualifiers in that scenario. Um, now obviously there's the power five, and then there's um, you know, the best group of five. Because there's usually, as you know, Cappy, a group of five uh team in those rankings in the top twenty five, right? So and usually it's the champion, whether it's a Mountain West champion or maybe a Conference USA or whatever, right? Um so that will still be the format for the twelve teamer, which what the reason I think that's interesting, Cap and what no one is really talking about, and I think will eventually force this school's hand, is that means Notre Dame will never be an automatic qualifier because they're not part of a conference.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, as the things as the landscape has changed and as Notre Dame has moved their way into the ACC, essentially. Right, they play
2: um, four games every year against the ACC in football.
1: Right, And but all their other sports are in they the are ACC.
2: They are full ACC uh, right. members in the other schools. Right. The
1: one thing sports. Notre Dame doesn't want to do is they don't want to give
2: anybody that NBC money. Right, but here's what happens. Also if you're not a conference champion, you can't beat you can't get a bye in the first round. So not only do you not get the six automatic qualifier spots, you also don't get the potential first four uh, spots to be a bye. So Notre Dame will never get a bye in this scenario even if they're 12 and 0 going into the CFP. So that's another reason to, I guess, coax them into potentially joining a conference at some point.
1: But going back to the beginning of all this, Lindsay, you were talking about as I can best put two and two together, you were talking about the remaining two schools in the Pac-12, right? Right.
2: Well, yeah, because they're saying... They- Oregon State and Washington State. Yes, because right. as of they're, right now... They're holding, up, they're holding up how many automatic qualifiers there will be just because they want to see what happens with the Pac-12.
1: But, but let me just say one thing. What can the Pac-12... What could they possibly do?
2: Well, if there's already if there's six, as I mentioned earlier, if there they can be up to six as long as they're in the top 25 in the college football playoff, which means a group of five member will already be there. So the Pac-12, if they add some of those teams that are already in the Mountain West or these other group of five schools, they can still be a conference that can get an automatic qualifying bid.
1: Wow. I, I got to tell you, if you take Washington State and Oregon State and put them together with San Diego State and Boise State and UNLV, that conference becomes the Mountain West. It does not elevate to the Pac-12.
2: I get it, but the Mountain West potentially could be an automatic qualifier anyway. So it doesn't really change anything when it comes to the automatic qualifiers for a 12-team playoff.
1: Hmm. You see what I'm saying? I do. I know you were just down there in Dallas last week, and I know you got you know deep, deep, deep into all this stuff. But I I really, um, I just kind of, I'm not thinking about it the way you got to learn it in the last couple of weeks. I'm just thinking about it like there's nothing left of the Pac-12. You can try and hang on as much as you want. I I mean, listen, George, just looking at the ACC, because those are the games you're calling, the ACC network, that's that's big-time television production. Yeah. You know? Um, How the Pac-12 never could do this. When the blueprint had already been there, and that's why this this whole well, and we talked about it. ESPN apart.
2: twice tried to save the Pac-12 network, and the Pac-12 declined. Greedy. And by the way, listen. As much as
1: the pac 12s having an amazing year in football, go look at the top ten in college football right now. Not only will you see that the Pac-12 has team, I want to say it's six, seven, eight, nine, something like that, like mm-hmm. four straight teams in the Pac-12. But then look who's there: Ohio State, yeah. Penn State. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking out loud here. Teams, Michigan. Right, Michigan. All teams that they're going to be part of when yeah. they move to the Big Ten. <clears throat>
2: yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So in theory, next year the Big Ten, if they were going by these rankings, would have the number two, the number four, the number six, the number seven. The number eight, the number nine, and the number ten team. How about that? in the top ten? How about that? Based on oh well, no, not the number ten because Utah will be Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they'll have one, two, three, four, five, six teams in the top ten in next year's Big Ten if they were if we were looking at this year's rankings. You
1: know who doesn't get enough credit by the way is Utah. Oh, they're so good. But George, think about this: a few
2: years ago, before Utah moved to the Pac-12, they were like they were never in these conversations Dude, they were, they a were Mount- like a they were like a darling who would spoil alabama's sugar bowl you
1: know they, they were a mountain west conference team right who got lucky enough to jump to the pac 12 right. and now has got lucky enough to jump to the big 12 but it, you know what but helped them earned was it.
2: beating alabama
1: in the sugar bowl they listen they earned it man that's all i'm saying yeah and kyle winningham is a good coach
0: so there you have it so you know how we do wookie promos yeah um, what I would like producer Lindsay to cut the looky promo to promote Yamava, but we should just do it on the air right now. Yeah, let's do it. So Wait,
3: can I do my last big deal or no deal really quick? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go it's ahead, just a quick. I guess
0: one. or we could just pot you down.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. You <laughs> could kick me off the air. I guess I don't have a choice, huh? <laughs> that
0: All was right. just to get a Cappy. What? Cappy, you
3: still there? No. Does this been- thing work? <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Is this thing on? Does Hello? this thing work? Go ahead. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so some, some somewhat breaking news over the past hour, uh, reports have surfaced that as everybody is getting ready for uh, Sunday Night Football at MetLife Stadium this weekend, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift is going to be in attendance at the yeah. Chiefs-Jets yep. game. Is this a big deal or no deal? Cappy? I'm going to say it's
1: a big deal. Heck yeah, it is. Because I know that everybody got frustrated with all the Taylor Swift talk around town when she was performing down at SoFi. But come on, I mean, can we deny the fact that this has turned into an absolutely monster story?
2: So should, do you, does like your daughter want you to take her to MetLife so she can just kind of get a glimpse of Taylor in the, in the suite from the, I, the stands?
1: I, I mean, all I can say is this. All I can say is that my daughter had no idea who Travis Kelsey was a week ago.
3: I was going to say, what, this is, when is the last time or ever has somebody in L.A. talked about Travis Kelsey for th- four days in a row? On the on sports talk radio,
2: no, not in Kansas City. Yeah, and not after a Super Bowl in L.A. Right, not after a Super Bowl. Yeah, even yeah.
3: after the Super Bowl. No. Nope. Yeah,
2: not for four. You nope. Know? Nope. Yeah, it's crazy. She moves hmm. the economy. She does. Well,
1: oh, good for her. Sounds like maybe there's something going on here. Like I
2: kind of thought it was all just a big joke last Swift week. Swift seven ten. Oh no!
0: no, uh, no, no, no. They, they yeah.
2: I was gone when you guys did that.
0: But see, that was a bit because she was playing six nights yeah. in L.A.
4: <laughs> and now... She played more nights straight than some of the Clippers
0: players, you know? Whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look it at kind Laura. Of, it kind of looks like I foreshadowed everything. Laura. Because now Good she's thing. hitting sports. I mean, she took over the NFL in a day. Think it's about true. that. Yeah, There's one a, day. Oh, There's... they're so happy. Yeah. She showed oh, up yeah. for yeah. It's one day. So game. funny <laughs> because, like, in
2: the NBA, it's so you're just so used yes, to famous exactly. people yeah, being yeah. at the game that it's like, oh my God, Taylor Swift right. at the game! Right. You know, it's like such a. It's like, yo, I get you're the NFL. Like, are you really that like freaked out by one super like famous person being at your game? It's Taylor Swift, though. I get it, but it's she like, brings like, a girl. I don't know. Like, at, I feel yes. like every yeah, every Lakers game.
3: But every Lakers game has people that are 10 times more famous than her. Here's two other very interesting slash funny antidotes is – Travis Kelsey and his brother Jason, their podcast is number one now. Oh, and by the way, and,
2: he's not talking about right, I was on say, the podcast. Well, mm-hmm. he
3: he did today finally address it and said, No, but you know, he didn't say anything, though. Yeah, he said, like, I brought this on myself. But what's funny well, is. Well, he also
1: talked about how Belichick said it was the best catch that he ever had. Which is he great. He also talked about how Andy Reid was playing Cupid. Yeah.
3: Which is great. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes even said, oh, yeah, I met her in the after party. She's pretty cool. So like,
1: Is that how he sounds? <laughs> yes. He does have kind no, of a like, weird little Muppety I met her voice. At the after party. She's pretty cool. He does have kind of a Muppety sort <laughs> of a voice. He sounds That's like true. Kermit.
3: But okay, Aww, and that what's funny is on the, the Travis Kelsey podcast, they spent the show like talking about like, hey, to all of the Swifties that are listening to us now, here's a couple things. Like here's what a tight end does on an NFL football team and kind of like did like, you know, some. Football guess, 101. Yeah. I guess you want to call it mansplaining, I guess, for the Swifties that are like, oh, I want to know all about this guy that she's dating, which is incredible. I think it's great. Like, I just think it's it's a very cool marketing ploy. By who? Well, I think that there's more in it for him, for sure, than yeah, her. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the NFL, I don't know, unless they really are dating, then I feel like the NFL has to have some hand in this, right? Oh, no. the NFL's loving this. Yeah. I don't mean, like, Roger Goodell, but I mean, like, some PR person high up somewhere. Well, I think
0: old Roger, you don't think Raj is no, capable of that? No, I
3: don't think he's smart
0: enough. Uh, <laughs> okay. well, I don't know about that. Wow. All right. Uh, all right. I that don't. is big deal
2: or no deal. Coming up next. Let's do the lookie. We'll do. the Oh, let's do the lookie yeah. here. But coming up next, I got uh, some sound for Cappy about his favorite team, the Chargers. And Please. then we'll have dealer's choice. But let's do the lookie here. What do you want us to do? So, Lindsay,
0: so you open up and say this afternoon at Yamava. Resort and Casino. Go be a party, party, oh, party for producer Lindsay. Then you go, Lindsay. Join us at four. Hi, guys. Join us at four o'clock for my birthday at the 909 Sports Bar. Do so you want Lindsay
2: to do Lindsay? Or how does that? Or do you want me You to said Lindsay Patrick- twice.
3: Do you want me to do the Patrick? No, Bloom you voice. do
2: the open and then oh, she does. No, you it. do your oh. voice. Oh. Do your voice. Oh, you voice. want me to. So this is what we do in the breaks normally, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready? Got- three, three two, two, one. two, one. Coming up next on Sedano and Cap, weekday afternoons at four o'clock here on 710 ESPN.
0: No, no, no. I want you to do the open this afternoon, like a special one, oh, it's okay. a special edition of oh. Sedano and Cap on live Lindsay's at birthday. four o'clock for producer Lindsay's baseball, producer Lindsey oh, baseball's got it, got birthday.
2: It. All right, three, two, one. Coming up this afternoon on Sedano and Cap at four o'clock will be live at Yamava for Lindsey Baseball's
3: birthday. Take it away, Linz. Go ahead. Well, I thought, okay, let's see. Uh, see, totally... this bit's going haywire. No, now. it's going yeah. no, it's going yeah.
1: nowhere right now. Yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, i you supposed to I, go? I, I know, but I didn't know you were gonna say this whole take it away thing. Okay, I'll just say, yeah, guys, join us at four o'clock. We're gonna be live at Yamava from the sport.
0: Oh, yeah, I'll just voice. You it. should. That's you fine.
3: wait. You should go.
4: You <laughs> this should.
0: Is, do this is bad. See, wait, this wait, is wait, not wait. as hard. I, this I, is I harder than you I can't thought
2: do it was. You're I'll do Wait, wait, wait. She
3: should go. Thanks, Sedano. And then yeah. Okay. And then tell
2: him you're giving away a thousand dollars and all that stuff. Okay, this is cool.
3: Workshop this on the air. Okay, thanks, Laura. I Appreciate you. All right. Thanks, Sedano. I'm giving away $1,000 cash, so make sure you come out to the 909 Sports Bar at Yamava or tune into Sedano and Cap because we're going to have a great time for my birthday.
2: We're giving away cash on Lindsay's birthday at Sedano and Cap, live from Yamaha, 4 o'clock on 710 ESPN.
3: And then, Cappy, you just go, What about me? No, I think sorry, you leave sorry. that in there.
1: I think you leave Lindsay in there going, Hey, Cap, this is where you say, What about
3: me? <laughs>
1: Man, that was
0: rougher than I thought it would be. <laughs> i I'm not.
3: Final okay? segment of Sinato
0: and Cap <laughs> on Wednesday Baseball Eve's birthday or birthday Eve next. 10 minutes in front of 7 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. Final segment, that's when you hear our final segment music on and Cap. Coming up at 7 o'clock, LAFC action, the Compadre Cup.
1: Campeones, not, not, not the Compadre Cup. <laughs> El Campeones. On. Against Degas.
0: One hour pregame show leading up to action at 8 o'clock. Final segment of Shedado with Cap.
2: Rawr, Degas. Hmm.
1: Tell you what, uh, on the YouTube stream, the lower third graphic that says use the code ESPNLA for 15% off your Sunday swagger, that looks dope AF.
0: Dope AF. You like my Sunday swagger outfit today? I do. I got the Miami look going.
1: I do. I like that. That's old school, 80s Miami Vice. That's Come hot. Very hot.
0: A lot of people talking about the fact that all I wear now is Sunday Swagger every <laughs> yeah. day. Every day, like I wear a golf outfit. You know, I used to be the guy dressed up in meetings. Not anymore. I walk yeah. in like I got a I got a tea time in three hours, Jack. Yeah,
1: I'm also impressed with how you tuck your shirt in and wear a belt every day. Like I'm so uncomfortable that well, I can't tuck here's a the shirt thing. in.
0: At my size at the moment, a little yeah. hus- extra husky because yeah. yeah. of the birthday celebration. Mm-hmm. That if I leave it out. It looks, I look like sloppy big guy. Yeah, you yeah. look like you're wearing. So if a I woo-mu. tuck it in, it it it, it, <laughs> it not keeps, a muumu. It's, it's, it's a little it not a muumu. It, it, no, it looks like a you schmata. creep.
1: <laughs> no, it's true. Not
0: a muumu. <laughs> it moon. looks like a schmat that you're wearing. You're trying to get me back for potting you down. I know. But <laughs> it's no, a little no, neater that no, way. It, listen, we're not gonna. You told me this. We're not gonna hide the big. So you got to embrace the big. And at least yeah. you look like okay. He might be big, but at least he a he knows it. And he's going to respect the game and, and respect confident. the belt. Right. And I am confident. Right. I don't care. Yeah.
1: This is why you should go on that naked show. Oh, I don't mind. What's the name of that show again? Naked and Afraid? No, no. no, no that's no, on no. Discovery
0: Channel. Yeah. No, no. This is the one Ireland's watching <laughs> 24 hours a day right
1: now. Oh, no, no. No. you know it. Like, yeah. Dude, I, I, I wouldn't have known about the naked show if it wasn't for those two guys talking about it yesterday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I brought it back to them today and, and John's like, I got to go watch it.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, It's on Max, right? What's the name of that show? What yeah. is the name
1: of the show? Lindsay, do you recall the name of the show? It's um, called Naked Attraction. Hang
2: on a minute. Naked Attraction. Naked Attraction.
0: What yeah. was back in the day? What did we call it that was on late Night on like HBO and Cinemax? Skinemax. Cinemax. You know, yeah. Ireland couldn't wait for Friday nights at ten o'clock. But <laughs> it was like, oh, it's oh, I know. Red this one. Shoe Diaries. Red <laughs> Shoe Diaries. Oh yeah, diaries. <laughs> there there were you great. Go.
2: Softcore.
0: Well, you didn't have to say softcore. Well, HBO used to also core.
2: have a, a thing like a reality show that was also oh, real uh, sex. Real sex, <laughs> oh, right? Real sex. Yeah. Don't ask and, me how I know, guys. No, and, and yeah. real,
1: but real sex was not a sexy show. It no, was, it was like describing like sex educational
2: culture. Yeah, basically, it was more educational in it. Yeah, it was. It was more was like,
1: like, documentary style. Right, but just yeah. like I need something that has naked people, and that's all that there was on the TV
2: yeah. back then. It
1: was
3: like doc, it was
2: a documentary. The show on Max has full final full too.
3: It's called Naked Attraction. Action.
1: Yeah, Wait, we, what no, is we the show on
2: Max? Have it has what full frontal nudity?
0: I thought he said Foo Fighters. it was a, a tongue <laughs> twister for me for a second. It was like
1: full frontal nudity. Foo Fighter <laughs> <Foo Fruiter> nudity. <laughs> uh, what was I the thought channel? You
3: said Foo as, too. By the way, as soon as Funch told me that, I was like, oh, I need to check this out now, just because I'm curious.
0: What was the channel that everybody tried to watch and you'd watch it through the static? Oh yeah, dude. It was what like, was it called? Uh, like
1: UHF or VHF? <laughs> no, the what?
0: channel was called what? Bice. Spice. There you go. Oh, spice. spice. Remember spice? Of course he knows yeah. all of this. Yeah, huh? Funches. Funches. He's all, He's I'm all business. I'm all business, baby. All business, <laughs> baby. Yeah. Think
1: about how hard life was back then versus how easy it is now. You can yeah. just have nudity and sex anywhere you want it now. Yeah. Back then it was like taboo. Yeah.
2: VHS tapes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of taboo, it's taboo to go on fourth down, Cappy. And uh, I know you you get you took umbrage. Well, actually, you took pleasure. Actually, great right. pleasure with the Chargers. Uh, in theory, screwing things up on fourth down. But it's funny because the game has changed, right? Like, people are more aggressive on fourth down. And Mm -hmm. while the initial backlash was the blowtorch of, what were the Chargers thinking? They're the Chargers doing Charger things. The question is, if that was any other team, would they get the same backlash? Maybe, but not to that extent. So Ian Rappaport on the NFL Network kind of broke it down in regards to that play. If people remember, they're playing the Vikings, fourth and one from their own 24, they're up four. They're trying to ice the game, basically. Here's what Rappaport said about the play. Yeah, the, there's two
1: separate things. The the offensive play call, it's like, okay, it didn't work, so obviously should have called a different play. The decision to go for it, I got a text from someone who's very, very involved in these kinds of decisions. It was a clear go from the Chargers model. And this is not a coaching. This is an. I mean, it is a coaching, but it's also an all-in organizational decision. And as the person told me this morning, people need to embrace that this is the modern NFL. There's more information. It doesn't always look like we're used to, but this was clearly the right call, even though it
2: didn't work out in this specific instance. So why Why is that? What do you mean? Why is it clearly the right call? So according, I, I had the analytics people crunch the numbers okay. on this stuff because I wanted to know, and I told mm-hmm. Lindsay uh, earlier. Mm-hmm. it was 89% chance of winning at that particular time with the with whatever the time was on the clock. Nearly mm-hmm. a 90% based on like the per- tenths of percent or whatever. Um, if they went for it and converted in that scenario, okay? Mm-hmm. And if they punted, it was about an 80% chance. Uh, 80, 81 82% in that range. So there's like a 7 or 8% swing there. Um, so the the numbers will tell you that's enough of a swing to go for it.
1: I don't agree. OK, well, I mean, why, why do the numbers tell us that automatically? I mean, let me let me pose it based to you this on
2: way. the based on how many people have gone for it, um, based on how their particular offense moves. All that stuff gets crunched into the numbers, and that's how they come up with those percentages of odds of winning based on converting or not.
1: OK, so but here's let me just say this. So if you tell me that I have an 87 percent chance 89. to win the game, yeah. an 89 percent chance yeah. to win the game. If on fourth and one, with a four-point lead, with a minute 40-something to go, yeah. and I'm on my own 24-yard line, right? I have an 89% chance of winning. Mm-hmm. Now, I decide, you know what? If I punt the ball and they start on their own 20-yard They probably line, don't
2: start on their own 20, though.
1: Okay, so let's just say they start on their own thirty. The
2: numbers range. say that that drops seven or eight percentage points. You're okay. winning your chances of winning the game. Okay, so but my number goes from eighty nine to eighty two. Right, somewhere in that range. Right, that okay. So, right. Yeah.
1: so would you say that eighty two percent to win the game is is pretty overwhelming?
2: That's that's pretty darn good. right? It's still 82. good. Yeah, I don't. I I wouldn't say it's overwhelming. Well, um, but it is eighty seven percent? Eighty nine is better. Oh, of course, it's better. But right, but that's. It's almost a ten percent difference. Like but that's not a small number. Here's what I'm getting at. On one play. You swing the game almost ten percent on one game, on one play, rather. That's that's what they're looking at there. If you get it and you win the game,
1: great. If you punt the ball
2: right, but you're playing the results. They're talking about the process
1: there. Okay. But what I'm saying is is that what Ian Rappaport what he said is
2: it's clearly the right choice, right, based on their the based on the metrics. I I don't agree. Okay, well then but you can't, can't you can't disagree here's why. with math.
1: No, no, but here's why, because sometimes you don't just use the numbers. Sometimes you got to think things through. Punting the ball and having them go seventy yards, you probably have a
2: better chance of winning if you don't well, get I, it. Do on let me ask you down. a question, real quick, because we got to go in thirty seconds. Yeah. If they punt the ball, do you think Kirk Cousins gets down the field and scores a touchdown? Probably not because, obviously, they panicked. I mean, they I mean, have they the weapons had... to do it, don't they? Of course they and do. And they moved they... the ball fairly easily most of the game, didn't they? Yeah, but they only had 24 yards to go. I'd rather, I'd rather push them back to 70 yards. And they still feel like they would have gotten in their, their chances to win the game.
1: Well, Ian Rappaport can report what he wants. I disagree. I don't think that it's clear <laughs> that it's the right I way to go. I disagree
2: with
0: math. We'll, well yeah,
1: see you, a because, tomorrow.
2: Well, we yeah, can we can talk more about, about, about it at Yamava. Yeah. How you disagree with math.
1: That's right cuz sometimes you got to just go by feel, not by numbers.
2: Yeah, go feel after you watch Naked and Afraid or whatever it is you're going to watch. Naked and naked Afraid. <laughs> not Naked
1: and Afraid. Bye
2: Cappy. Great job Cappy. Christopher, Laura, Lindsay and Funchi. See ya tomorrow, Yamaha.